Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm Robin Birkin, and I am so grateful and honored that you're here today. From my own journey with infertility and loss to becoming a mind-body practitioner and holistic fertility coach, it is my sincere hope that I can help make your journey to conceive lighter, more supported, and easier by sharing deep emotional well-being guidance, doable conception tips, and real talk about what infertility and loss looks like. I'm here with you every step of the way. Now let's begin. Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors. Can you believe that it's been a week already? I can't. Today's podcast is inspired by a graphic that just came up in my feed on Facebook. And I thought that it was really important. And it's something that we discuss a lot in Fully Supported. This is what the quote says. Healing doesn't have to look magical or pretty. Real healing is hard, exhausting and draining. Let yourself go through it. Don't try to paint it as anything other than what it is. Be there for yourself with no judgment. And I wanted to really speak to this quote because I think it speaks a lot to the process of healing, um, that it doesn't always look like, you know, you do a one-hour class or put something out on an Instagram story and then all of a sudden, you know, like you spend one night journaling and you magically feel better and life from then on is skipping through a rainbow cloud of marshmallows doesn't look like that (laughs) when you are in the process of healing and learning things and examining things and the phrase that comes to mind is sometimes you need to break a few eggs to make an (laughs) omelette sometimes it looks like breaking apart a little before everything starts to come together and I'll talk I'll get a little bit vulnerable and share some of my own story of healing and what feeling healed might look like Um, but healing can be messy it can feel exhausting before it feels really energizing it might dredge up shit that has been sitting at the bottom you know of a muddy pond that needs to be cleared and so sometimes what I want to say is that you know as you discover things it might look like a lot of crying. You might sit and think, whoa, like I've uncovered all of these things and it feels really messy. And one of the things I actively do now as a result is lean into discomfort. Sometimes we have uncomfortable emotions. We want them to go away so badly. We don't want to have uncomfortable emotions. The reality is that if we stay in our completely safe zone, if we don't explore what might not be working for us or whether things aren't working, if we aren't able to come at things with an open mind and explore and be ready for things to sometimes feel really uncomfortable, sometimes it's really hard for us to get to the other side. So sometimes it does look like breaking apart a little. Sometimes it might look like a lot of crying. Sometimes it might look like discovering that 
on the other side of this is some really big decisions. It might look like navigating setbacks whilst you're healing and fully allowing yourself to break apart and explore what's going on for you and, you know, why that is in that moment. It might be discovering what's not working for you and maybe you've been holding off on things. Maybe you've had this story, you know, inside for such a long time about all this expectation of exactly what your life might look like that you start to dissolve that and let that go and there's a bit of grief involved in that. Maybe it means that you have to set stronger boundaries. could mean that you just, you know, discover that someone in your immediate family is needs some distance because they drain your energy or being around them doesn't feel good. And I don't like necessarily putting, everybody's putting on labels like this person's a narcissist and this is toxic positivity and this is this. What if we just say this person makes me feel like shit? That might be someone that like your mum or someone. So as you're healing and discovering that actually this person doesn't make me feel good, so therefore I need to set boundaries. And boundaries can be hard to make, you know. I need to let you know that this is not okay and what what boundaries are. People are going to break boundaries. People are going to get affronted by setting boundaries. It's actually it's not your job to protect their feelings. You know, it's not your job to go out and destroy people's feelings. But you might set big boundaries. The big thing about boundaries is what happens on the other end. Well, what are you going to do if they break your boundaries? And so that requires growing a set of ovaries sometimes to implement and follow through with the boundaries that you've set. This is not okay. So therefore, this is like, and I've stated that this is not okay. So therefore, I'm going to walk away. Therefore, I'm going to leave. Therefore, I'm going to create some distance. And that can be hard because you realized it's in your long-term good. And sometimes in the short term, it dredges up a few things and or it feels uncomfortable and it feels a little bit hard, particularly with anxiety and trying to conceive. Sometimes we need to lean into short-term discomfort for long-term health. And a really good example, one that I use all the time, is about skipping baby showers. If skipping a baby shower is going to completely derail you, you are in such a fragile state that you just cannot do it, 100% don't go to the baby shower. However, shrinking your life and avoiding every situation that makes you uncomfortable, sad, angry, frustrated, gives you anxiety is actually a really short-term decision, short-term strategy and not a long-term strategy because what happens is in the long-term you end up increasing the amount of anxiety that you have because you're constantly shrinking your life to the point that there's not a lot left in your life. You don't have meaningful human interaction. You don't have... um, you start to feel left out because no one starts to invite you to things. So when I talk about the process of healing, sometimes it means leaning into discomfort, making big decisions, setting boundaries, 
navigating setbacks because sometimes you will make big decisions and therefore there's big actions, right? But we can't always, you know, change nothing and expect that things will change. So sometimes the biggest decision and the very start of healing is deciding that you want something different. And so for me, my healing started at this point of taking this trip to Lombok, and I talk about it all the time, that we'd had our first IVF cycle after two years at the fertility clinic and we then got pregnant but were then told that the pregnancy wasn't viable. Cue rock bottom. Cue not coping at work, not feeling like I could focus at work and then deciding that actually what we needed to do was because I I literally didn't feel like I could face anyone. I was so sick of everybody asking questions, being in my face. I didn't want to tell anyone what had happened. So we took this last-minute trip to Lombok, and that was the start for me of healing. That trip, it was okay, like, but it also sucked. I would sit by the pool, mostly by myself, with tears in my eyes, for the first time, having to sit and do nothing other than feel my feelings and reflect on just how shitty this was. And so that didn't, it wasn't like a magical holiday. It wasn't this glorious sitting, I sat by the pool and then magically let go of everything and I fell pregnant naturally on my holiday in Lombok. Did not look like that. It looked like an absolute pity party. It looked like calling myself out on my bullshit. Uh, It looked like making big decisions about what we were going to do next and starting from the ground up. I now feel I've had so we've had so many clients who are in a similar boat. I now feel strong that I feel like I could navigate anything the world would throw at me. And that's not to say that life has been peachy keen. If you, you know, listen to the podcast and you've heard about Olivia's birth story, that was a big deal. And it was hard and it was really hard in that first couple of weeks and even the first couple of months navigating life with Olivia. And then if we talk about what, you know, this process of healing, this process of being able to call yourself out on your bullshit and this process of being able to say, you know what, I can survive anything that the world throws at me. It's never been more evident than in the last 12 to 18 months as I've really gone through and made big decisions about my life. I've, you know, had to look at, you know, sometimes the way that you think life is going to pan out is not necessarily the way that it does pan out. So it's been this process of saying, okay, well, does this have to look like what we grew up with in the movies or can this also be a good life and a good path it's looked like letting go of control and not needing to know 
the answer of what my life is going to look like. Being able to sit in that space of not knowing what happens next and being okay with that. It's looked like this deep sense of whatever happens, I'll be okay. Knowing that, feeling like I could handle anything and knowing that I will still come back okay at the end. Everything will work out. This deep feeling of everything will work out in the end. And calling myself out on the stories, knowing that if things sometimes stay the same, then they're never going to change. And that's looked like changing my career, making big decisions in my marriage, making decisions about what I spend money on, how I spend my time, the relationships that I've had with people, letting go of certain friendships and so many other things. And it comes a lot easier to me now with practice is self-care, self-awareness and self-reflection ever really over? No, because life always throws curveballs at us. So there is always an opportunity for growth and for leaning into discomfort. But I have the skills and the tools to be able to move myself through it and to be able to experience feelings and experience hard moments without judgment being able to accept that it's okay for me to have a hard day or it's okay for things to feel a bit shit when they are a bit shit. And I think that, you know, that's what a lot of what healing looks like. But like I said at the beginning, healing is not a linear thing and it's not this beautiful process that we go through. Sometimes it feels like You have to crack a few eggs before you make an omelette, just in the same way that a caterpillar, I'm sure you've seen this quote on the internet, has to roll itself up into a cocoon, basically mush itself down to goo, and then coming out of the cocoon is not easy. It's rubbing up against itself. It's trying to push itself, uh, you know, out of there incredibly uncomfortably in order to exit and become that butterfly but in order to become that butterfly in order to become that omelet sometimes things have you know feel like they're breaking open whilst they're coming together and so I wanted to tune in today to let you know a little bit more about what healing really looks like and why it's not always you know, like walking through clouds of unicorns and rainbows and lolly lands, but why doing the work is so important because it leads to being able to rewrite your story and have long-term strategies for anxiety, for life, for self-reflection and all of these incredible things. Something to think about. It's a big topic, but know that, you know, sometimes you just need to take the next right step. You don't need to know all of the moves and that taking any step towards healing is always a positive thing. 
Thank you so much for listening to me this week and I cannot wait to catch you next week. Bye for now. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the Fertility Warriors. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can come and find me at Robin Birkin on Instagram. I share content almost every day. I answer lots of your questions and I love hearing from you at Robin Birkin on my Instagram channel. That's all for me today and I'll catch you next week. Bye.